Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. You're listening to Soho Radio. This is a dancing family show with you till 6 p.m. And we're very happy to welcome Thydred. Hi! <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm well rested. Um, excited to be here. Excited to do um, a radio interview for the first time in a while. So, yeah, looking forward to it. When was, uh, when was the last time you were doing an interview on the radio? Um... Live on air, it's it's been a while. Like I've done a few pre-records or like Zoom interviews. Um, so I did one of those at the start of the year for Brick or Brack Radio on Bruz FM. Um, but I haven't done one live in mm. a while. So <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's nice to be back. You know, it's nice to be back on air. Very nice. And um, maybe some people at home or listening wherever they are don't know you mm-hmm. could you introduce yourself um a little bit what cool. do the people need to know about fire dread cool so yeah i'm fire dread um i'm from southwest london and i'm a producer dj and i guess i will start calling myself a multi-hyphenate because there's so many okay. things i'm keen in exploring in like the artistic world as well um so yeah very keen on uh, art and painting as well as like photography and stuff but yeah I'm just like a overall just a creative spirit and like yeah but being a creative is feel like is my purpose here yeah so that's a bit about me <laughs> <laughs> very very well put thank you <laughs> <laughs> so as I said earlier one of the reasons that Fire Dread is a guest on our show is because they're going to be performing at Corsica Studios on the Mm -hmm. 24th of Feb. Um, We're very excited about it. I've Mm. personally never seen you play. Okay. I mean, apart from videos, but in real life. Uh, So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, Um, I'm I'm very excited to play. Um, This year, I'm trying to uh, explore more extended sets. So I'm actually quite happy that the start of the year, I'm able to do like a two-hour set um, at a very sick venue, banging sound system that mm. like, can propagate into it so you're in for a treat everybody that's in attending is going to be in for a treat like yeah it, it's going to be really good yeah yeah my friends went to we out here last summer yeah and they saw you play yeah they were like fire dread was amazing oh. <laughs> they had the best time oh that makes um, me so happy to hear so yeah really excited to have you and um also loving the music that you've been putting out um 
on hyperdub and more recently part of the rhythm section rhythm comp- section yeah how did how did that come about the rhythm being on the rhythm section compilation as it's so many different genres and styles and artists from around europe and the world yeah so um label manager uh emily shout out emily she reached out to me and was keen to have me on the compilation um Initially, when I put together the demo, it was just a beat. Um, mm. I hadn't had any vocals on it. And um, when I sent it through, you kind of like get in your head because then obviously on on their side, they have to go through all of the submissions and all of that stuff. And when you don't hear back, you're thinking, oh, did it hit? Did it not? Did yeah. I miss the mark type of thing? Um, especially, I guess when you release tracks without vocals, there's there could be room for people to just come back and say, oh, like, we need more. Maybe we're thinking of, like, a vocal idea or something. But they came back to me, like, a couple of weeks later and they said, we really loved the track, um, just as it was. Um, and then, like, over time, I, I just thought of, like, the vocal idea, like, as it is now. And I, I was at a point in my life where I wanted... I had something to, like, express. So that's why the song came out the way it did. And that's why the concept is what it is. And... Since then, they've said, yeah, it's like one of the favorite tracks on, on one of their favorite tracks on the compilation. And it's had like really, really good feedback. And uh, yeah, like so many people around the world are listening to it. And it makes me happy. Like I've released a lot of music um, over the last couple of years or so. But this track in particular means a lot to me because it kind of marks a milestone. And um obviously in the track is talking about letting go and I feel like there was a lot of things I needed to let go of in order to like proceed in my personal and professional life um so it was really affirming to hear loads of people around the world are resonating with that song and it's almost like it's a mantra to me and maybe it's a mantra to other people as well just like just let go and just like keep it going Mm. as, as well so it meant a lot and yeah like I think it's the start of like a nice relationship with Rhythm Section and like Bradley Zero and like the yeah. whole gang you know so really happy to be a part of that um and you're talking about like kind of like the philosoph- philosophical um uh philosophical inspiration but behind this track how does it kind of differ from uh any your EP anyway and do you have like similar intersections between the way you you kind of looked at the track and built it and developed it in a like I guess stylistic way but also the meaning behind it yeah so I think with anyway there was again that just started with the beat um and then I added the vocals later because I guess there was there was also a message with that and I think at the time I made anyway that's when I was transitioning from being bams to fire dread and I guess at the time there was a lot of resistance in like rebranding and mm. having to get people to know me again and it's just like a like shedding like a new layer of yourself um but I guess in in making anyway and like recording the vocals that in itself was a mantra as well so it's like you have to do it anyway you're gonna do it anyway you know what I'm mm. saying like you have to mm. get on get on your feet and just keep it moving type of thing um but obviously like the tone and like the style of track it is it's quite it's quite um 
it's got like a groove to it that kind of makes you feel comfortable and it makes you mm. just feel like yeah okay cool like you're gonna get into the swing of it everything's gonna be good like no one can really tell you nothing type of thing mm. so that's the type of energy i wanted to give to the track so it's almost like every time i listen back to it it's like re like recalibrating and it's like boom this is what you're doing you know your fire journey you gotta do it anyway you know what i'm saying mm. um so there was a bit there was a bit of context and like a concept behind that track as well. And I guess with the Anyway EP, I just wanted to like showcase different parts of like electronic slash house music that I'm inspired by, but like in my own way, like I wanted to put, to put it together in my own way. So um, there's a, some soulful elements, there's, tunes inspired by a mapiano and and south african house and you know gom and um yeah that that was just like a nice little taster to say i'm no longer bams but i'm here but fire dread mm. is here now mm. and it's about to get real <laughs> um so yeah like that's that's how it kind of developed and then throughout the year sometimes i do get into my head about if i'm releasing music enough but at the same time music and anything nowadays it is quite fast paced. Yeah. Mm. So there's many moments I had to consciously tell myself to just show myself grace and just like remind myself that I'm on the path that I'm on and it's okay to go at different paces sometimes. And last year was heavily like DJ orientated. Whereas I feel like this year I'm coming into, I'm coming into this year with a bit more balance and mm. more of an intention and understanding of what direction I want to go this year. Um, reflecting on like what happened last year so yeah like with that being said um I can look back on last year and say you know what I put out some music and off the back of anyway coming out in 2021 like it was like a good trajectory and like a good direction and stuff so yeah like I'm I'm happy with the music I put out last year I'm happy that it's resonated with so many different people and yeah just just bringing me closer and closer um to people and <laughs> someone, never expected it. someone taking a That's picture the thing, of us. like being out on the high road, like everyone's just looking at you. Um, but no, it's all, it's all good. Uh, so yeah, like just looking forward to it. And um, also just kind of like thinking about creating in general and how not everything has to have a concept, you mm. know, just like exploring the art form, whatever art form it is because like you're curious about how things are put together or maybe how things are dismantled and like reworking mm. stuff. So it doesn't have to have like a heavy, profound meaning, but mm. when you feel something and you want to use something as a vessel to like convey how you're feeling or what you're, you're imagining or observing, then that's what the art is there for as well. So yeah, this is kind of like some of my thought processes and things that kind of just like, that help to like center me in what I do as well. So yeah. Wow. I have Not to say, <laughs> every time we have a guest on the show, I'm so impressed by how like good they are at expressing oh, their 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 that. feelings around their art. Yeah, it's like that. every time, I'm just like wow, <laughs> wow. the universal <gasps> nodding around the room. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's really nice because I, as well with like, kind of, what you said about having the pressure to like release and stuff or like giving yourself the pressure to release mm. kind of like what how social media plays a part in that mm. um and we know that you've been quite like vocal 
on online of like being like these are my boundaries please don't yeah like if you want to get in contact with me just email me yeah yeah which is great because i think i think so many people kind of feel the same way as you like mm. very overwhelmed about social media i know i do definitely yeah i mean mm. whether they whether they work in the music industry or an artist or do something completely different yeah. i think social media as a whole is very very overwhelming yeah and yeah i just was wondering like before you came on and before you came on the show i was kind of wondering if maybe um you you thought that it was possible in a way because this is something i've thought about a lot if if it was possible to create art today but not necessarily for it to exist online mm. but to still have a voice and yeah i was wondering your thoughts on that really yeah i definitely feel like it's possible but i guess it kind of requires like an analog way of thinking yeah. so kind of disassociating from what we know now mm. it's like kind of like going back to go forward there's some elements that let's like take record shops for example like the, the person who owns the record shop like they used to like buying records selling records engaging with people who mm. would like the people who buy and sell the records and the cds and the physical aspects of the art and even talking to their supplier or directly with the, the labels themselves and as much as like record shops have closed down unfortunately because that means you're closing down on a community of people that come out of their house and go somewhere and engage with people in real life and we still do it but everything is accessible to us in like many many devices and I've always said like that's a blessing and, and a curse because like I was saying in like uh, my Instagram post in terms of like setting my boundaries and all of that stuff like the level of accessibility that we have to one another can in some ways be a hindrance mm. um so and I feel like sometimes we're not online intentionally and it can just get like a bit garbled um because of that like we do get overwhelmed and overstimulated and like it can just be a lot at times so if I just think about like the way we can probably strip back on a lot of things and just think about things intentionally then yeah like I feel like it might be well not even might be like I have faith in anyone whoever just wants to do things their way so mm. if they say that they're going to do something success successfully away from Instagram and just social media or even just having to be online some people are just like hit me up on a phone <laughs> mm. like yeah. I don't deal with emails if that's what you want to do then I have absolute faith that that's gonna work because you have to be intentional and very mindful about your own capacity and how people interact with you otherwise just just not gonna work for you and it's okay if certain things don't work for you we don't have to give in to being on multiple social medias to have multiple streams of engagement because mm. that level of accessibility is just like a lot and it's all right if you keep building your team and you have someone in their individual roles but as one person you can't just be the dj and the producer or the artist mm. you've got to be social media manager mm. you've yeah. got to be administrator you've got to be the one making your own assets and sorting out your own negotiations and you only know what you know and you might be keen to know more but when you hit capacity and your body tells you before you might know consciously it can have an effect on you you know um mm. 
So I feel like there's no harm in just like taking a step back, recalibrating, stripping things back and then say you're ready to move on because the world will tell you otherwise. The world, like I even said on my Instagram story the other day, like a lot of people are banking on you not having agency over yourself Mm. and you not being intentional and you being moldable and you need to like advocate for yourself at the end of the day. It might be difficult. It's so difficult to set boundaries, but it's very rewarding. And like the more we get accustomed to that and we see that as like self-care and how it um, aids in our personal and professional life, then it can only be for the better. And on top of that, also be accountable because you're not always going to get things right as well. Um, but like I think I, I think it's very possible to be able to just do the things you want to do, you know, like so many things are coming out and so many things are being done. We don't always have to engage with it just because mm. the world says so and, and it's gaining in popularity, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very well put. And. I feel like you could give a lot of hope to a lot of people by what you just said. Appreciate so I, it. I hope some people are listening or are now listening back to the show and listen to these wise words. I hope so too. I hope so too. We're going to play a song next. This one's Oh Lord by Mala and Jorman Jones. Listening to Dancing Family on Soho Radio. Um, we will be here with you until 6 p.m. today. Um, Fire Dread will be uh, in the mix for the last hour. Um, but before that, we're going to chat with them a little bit more. Um, we like to chat about sort of family in a broad sense on the show because we are si- Dancing Family is run by two siblings, Tatiana and I. Yes. Um, so just wondering if you had any. Um, what relationship if like, i i've i read that you had some siblings mm-hmm. and that they may um that they introduce you to music mm-hmm. in in different shapes or forms and um yeah if you wanted to, to tell us a bit about that and how yeah, how they might sure. have influenced you my older brother ash especially i feel like he is definitely like a catalyst into like where like where i am now he's a big part of my journey because if it wasn't for him, if it weren't for him, I probably wouldn't have clocked onto the sounds I ended up falling in love with Mm. because, you know, he's six years older than me. So he'd be going to all the raves, um, like around Brixton and like even in Shoreditch or whatever and bringing back all the mix CDs or like the SoundCloud link. And he would just have it on repeat. Like anytime Mm. he'd be going out on repeat, first thing waking up, 
I need to hear that mix from yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it's just on repeat, on repeat. And there's so many tunes that up until now, I still don't know the names of, but I will think back to that mix and what came before that tune and what came mm. after that tune. It's always just been ingrained in my head. So by way of him, just like bringing back so many mix CDs and like introducing me to like all the different DJs, like Angie B, Scholar T, Super D, all the rhymes, you know, <laughs> um, Kismet, Circle. Um, yeah, like so many, so many people to like reel, reel off, like Seth Combo. It, yeah, if it weren't for him, I wouldn't have been exposed to like uh, artists like Black Coffee and Color the Song and Boosie black motion um and like obviously the uk funky lot so apple uh little silver just so many it's like well, now i'm trying to think about it i'm like don't remember anyone <laughs> but um there, there's so many to list off and like they're such an important part of like my journey because every time i listen to them tunes i'm like yeah this is where it's at but it's not just like the isolated genre of UK funky. Of course, it's like Afro house. It's it's deep house. It's South Africa. It's New York City. It's Chicago. It's everywhere, you know. And um, like yeah, he he was definitely and he play he plays an important role. And like when I see him now, he's learning to DJ as well. And mm. he's like, you know what? I get it. I get why you were just like in music like you didn't care about nothing else like i get it <laughs> i'm like yeah you know because you kind of just get lost in it um but of course like before my brother my mum, like we just be in the car listening to to garage um house classics but then also like rare groove and r&b the odd hip-hop cuts and all of that and it's like yeah like just music has a spectrum the intro introduction of their sounds has has just been heavy like it's just been sick like from from inception basically um so they play a massive role i can think of so many memories with them where we've just like experienced music together and it again like we were speaking previously about like recalibration and that like sometimes i think about their memories and i'm like it keeps me grounded and it's like this has been my thing and our thing from the very jump you know and it's gonna be the same thing for the foreseeable and it's just really it's really nice to come back to that thought even when you feel like you're going off course you're all you always still remain mm -hmm. you know um so yeah they they play massive massive parts in who i am who i am today and the ways i explore music you know <laughs> <laughs> this is bugging me out <laughs> more people. Um, but yeah I really like the fact that you kind of it seems like your brother introduced you to all this music and that you're saying that now he's learning to DJ yeah uh, so it's kind of like you're like sharing something back to him mm. that he gave you before so that's kind of like this circle which I think often happens in like sibling relationships maybe Definitely. when you're younger when you're the younger sibling you're receiving a lot and like looking up to your older sibling and then as you get older it's like okay well I can I can show you something as well or yeah you can receive from me which I think is a, a nice feeling it's with true. siblings and it's parents true. and you know definitely because like even now like his taste in music and what he wants to listen to let alone now him being on his dj journey what he wants to play 
he might have outgrown the tunes that I still might listen to. And mm. there's even tunes that we both listen to that I'm now outgrowing. But when we talk about music and maybe for the odd time he does catch a, a set of mine or he listens to like some of my, my sets online, he's like always so spun at the way I'm just like, I'm flinging a tune <laughs> that he wouldn't expect or like he's heard that tune many a times but hasn't heard it in the way I play it. Um, we still share music back and forth to this day. Um, he plays like a lot more, he, he listens to you and plays like a lot more techno. And mm. I'm I'm cool with techno as well. Like I know a lot of people are like, why techno? <laughs> <laughs> but like techno is cool. I feel like it's very enjoyable once you kind of find what type of techno you like as well. Yeah. So he's still educating me on that. And I'm still like taking it and running with it and like exploring it in my own way. Um, so it's nice that we kind of have like that unspoken bond of like yeah. when it comes to music and like artistry that we have that conversation, even if we like don't speak much or yeah. see each other often, that is like a constant in our relationship. Um, same with my mom. Like when I introduced her to her, my piano, she's like, yo, what's that? My piano <laughs> tune you played for me the other day. I played it to her. And she's like, no, it's not that one. So I fast forward the track. And she's like, yes, it's the one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's super cute, you know. Like, like it's it's a it's a cute bond that I have with both of them through music, for sure. Nice. Will your brother or or mom be coming on the twenty fourth? Is that a thing that you do? Go out? Yeah, yeah. they came to my first boiler room set, so it's not nice. far fetched. A, D, a DJ that uh, my mum's 50th last last year, <laughs> and bare people in in the clothes were like trying to get my details <laughs> but yeah i'll invite them i'm sure they'll come they'll come through and have a good time two they hours set. Come. yeah right. i'll put out the word mum ash if you're listening you have to come through on the 24th of february all right <laughs> yeah i'll let them know our um our, our parents are actually going to be there and nice. the person luma uh, who we're doing the event with mm -hmm. her parents are going to be there as well oh nice it's a family affair for yes. real yeah. <laughs> okay I definitely have to drag them yeah <laughs> no excuses more parents <laughs> yeah more parents to the dance I'll, yeah I think I think what's what 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 I'd love to see is like intergenerational um relationships in club spaces or just nightlife mm, I think yeah. often it's like oh this is just for young people yeah but it's, it's really um, great when people from different generations intermingle um, in the space, whether it's a club or anywhere else. Yeah, that's um, true. And going back to like social media, I feel like lots of people feel kind of alienated from, from mm. others. And yeah, it'd be amazing if one day, like, I don't know, you played with your brother and did a set with your brother and like... We've definitely discussed mm. it. It's <laughs> on the cards, yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. I, I agree as well. There's been a few sets I've done. Um, I did Ministry of Sound last year for I Love Funky and I was in the baby box, which is one of the smallest rooms in there. And it was quite an achievement to have like a two hour set as like the opening DJ. But um, for most of my set, like people were in there. There was like yeah. five minutes where like they all funneled out because I feel like the main room opened. But then yeah. literally three minutes later, many people were back in there and there was there was there's older people there was younger people but what really got me was like a few older guys at the front just going yes that's the tune that one there just me old school to it's like it's really affirming but it just goes to show the way like music is just so u universal and mm. like 
it's not all about nostalgia but when nostalgia hits it hits like (laughs) you know it was really cool so I think it's really important to carve out those spaces and you know curate lineups and and environments where everyone is welcome but then also like just getting a lot of people reach like a certain age and they feel like they can't go to certain spaces anymore Mm. but I guess kind of like renegotiating your needs and your intentions and why you want to be in a space if it's because you want to see a certain dj or you want to hear certain music you find a way to be there or you don't type of thing so Mm. i feel like there's space for everyone you know and it would be good to like see more intergenerational um like parties and all of that stuff and just yeah see people connect with one another you know in real life and in real time yeah Definitely. For sure. Once again, very well said. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We're going to play um, one last track before Fire Dread hops on the decks. Um, thank you very much for chatting with us. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Um, and any last words for the people? <laughs> <laughs> Do it anyway. That's it. That's all I have to say. Goodbye, baby, don't get in the same wall.